ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد Tonight then, insha'Allah ta'ala, we begin with our new series of lessons. And this particular series of lessons will be around the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then after that, the biographies of the ten famous companions from amongst those who were given the glad tidings of paradise, known as the ten who were given the glad tidings of paradise. So the next few months, the next several weeks, we're going to begin with a study of the biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, So that we all become acquainted with who our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was, his background, his name, his lineage, about his biography, how he grew up, what happened afterwards, the revelation, his wives, various details about the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then after that, like we said, Biographies of ten of the companions one by one. Tonight, before we go into the actual book we're going to be using, which is the book of Abdul Ghani al-Maqdisi, the book entitled Siratun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ashabihi al-ashara, the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his ten companions who were given the glad tidings of paradise. Tonight in the opening lecture, it's going to be an introduction speaking about the importance of this subject. The reason why we need to learn the biography of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. The reason why we need to learn about history, what happened in the early days of Islam, what happened during the life of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu the different events that took place, the different incidents that happened between the Muslims, the Kuffar, etc. The reason why we need to learn and study all of these things, because if we understand the reason why we need to learn and understand all of these things, then it will make a person have a greater degree of enthusiasm to want to learn these things. And a person will understand why he needs to be learning these things. So that is what we want to discuss today as our opening lecture and as the introduction into the next few months worth of study, which is the study of the biographies and the history of the Prophet ﷺ and some of the companions. So, firstly... What is meant by seerah? We talk about the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ. The seerah 
What is meant by that is When we talk about the seerah of the Prophet wasallam, then that is basically the methodology, the pathway that the Prophet wasallam tread upon ever since he was sent as a messenger, as a prophet, up until he died. So ever since he became a prophet, all the way up until he died, the methodology that he tread upon, the way that he lived his life, in terms of how he used to do his worship, how he used to deal with people, how he used to have his interactions with people, how he gave da'wah, how the jihad was done, how the hijrah was done, how he used to teach people the methods of the Prophet ﷺ in teaching people. So all of his actions and his statements and all of what he used to do how he used to do it, the way that he used to do things, what he did, how he did, his life, his dealings, his worship, all of those events are known as the seerah of the Prophet As Shaykh Al-Fawzan says regarding that, وَهَذَا أمر مهم أن المسلم يدرس سيرة الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم that it is a very important affair that a Muslim studies the seerah of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم من أجل أن يقتدي به so that you can then emulate and following the footsteps of the Prophet ﷺ. How is a Muslim going to follow in the footsteps of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ if you know nothing about the biography of the Prophet? You know nothing about how he lived and what he did. Then how are you going to follow in his footsteps? So one of the most important reasons as to why we need to learn about the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ is so that we can then emulate him, copy him, and follow in his footsteps. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ جَلَّ وَعَلَىٰ قَدْ جَعَلَهُ قُدْوَةً لَنَا Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the Prophet ﷺ as an example for us to follow. Allah has made the Prophet ﷺ as an example for us to follow. Allah said in the Qur'an, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ 
أسوة حسنة لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الآخر That indeed there is an example, a good example for you in the messenger of Allah. A good example for you to follow, an example for you to emulate is the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرِ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرِ for the one who hopes to meet Allah and understands and believes in the day of judgment. So the Prophet ﷺ has been made an example for us to follow. Allah is telling us that in the Qur'an, that the messenger is a good example for you to follow. فَهُوَ قُدْوَتُنَا عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ so he is our example to follow, our role model to emulate. فَلْنَدْرُسْ سِيرَتَهُ مِنْ أَجْلِ So we study his seerah in order that we can then copy him and follow him in his footsteps. وَهَذَا هُوَ الْمَطْلُوبَ مِنْ دِرَاسَةِ فِيهَا And this is the point of studying seerah and gaining knowledge about it. This is the reason. So that you can know how the Prophet lived and what he did in order that you can then do it the same way as the Prophet ﷺ. That is the point. You can learn how he was upon worship so you can be upon worship in the same way. You can learn how he used to interact with people so you can interact with people in the same way with good manners and good morals. So you learn all of these things so that you can do that too. But, the Shaykh mentions, there are people who study seerah without understanding this purpose. There are people who study seerah without recognizing this purpose. They study seerah for innovated reasons or for misguided reasons. What are they? لَيْسَ الْمَقْسُودَ أَنَّ السِّيرَةِ تُقْرَأْ فِي مُنَاسَبَ مُبْتَدَعَةِ مِثْلَ مُنَاسَبَةَ الْمَوْلِدِ As Shaykh Al-Fawzan says, the point of seerah is not that it should be read on innovated occasions. Like... Like the birthday of the Prophet ﷺ as they claim, that the point of seerah is not that you bring out the books on the so-called birthday of the Prophet ﷺ to read about the seerah. Because that type of reading, when you read the seerah on that innovated occasion, لَا تُسْمِنْ وَلَا تُغْنِي مِنْ That will not benefit you anything. Reading the seerah on those types of occasions, getting the books out for the birthday of the Prophet ﷺ, and reading a few stories and few uh, pages from here and there, that is not the point of seerah. That is not the purpose of seerah. Seerah isn't there just to be read on innovated occasions. 
just to be read on the birthday of the Prophet ﷺ as they say, لِأَنَّهَا لَيْسَتْ لِلتَّفَقُّهُ فِيهَا Because when they read the seerah on those types of occasions, they're not doing it to gain knowledge and to really learn. They're just doing it for barakah. They say it is barakah. It's the birthday of the Prophet ﷺ. Let's read some seerah about the Prophet ﷺ. Let's read about his life on this day. They believe it is all barakah doing that on that day. So they're not reading the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ to really take admonition and then to follow how the Prophet used to do things. They're not really reading the seerah there to learn how the Prophet actually lived so they can live in that way. They are just reading some stories here and there for the sake of barakah as they believe for that day. So that is not the purpose of seerah. Seerah isn't there just for stories. As they say, tell us some nice stories about the Prophet's life. It's not just about sitting there and telling nice stories that you just listen to and then you go away without really thinking about them, without really learning proper points of benefit that you can practice yourself. It's not just about listening to nice stories. That isn't the purpose of seerah. Seerah is that we learn benefits from it we look at the life of the Prophet ﷺ and we take lessons from the life of the Prophet ﷺ. وَإِنَّمَا هِيَ لِلتَّبَرُّكْ جَرِيًا عَلَى الْعَادَةِ فَقَطْ So the people of innovation, they only read it seeking barakah from it upon their habits and their culture and their norms. فَلَا تُفِيدُ شَيْئًا So that type of reading doesn't benefit anything. لِأَنَّ تَخْصِيصَهَا بِوَقْتٍ مُعَيَّنْ ثُمَّ تُطْوَى هَذَا الْأَمَرْ لَا يَنْفَعْ وَلَا يُفِيدٍ So to specify that you're going to read the seerah on a particular time, on a particular date, like the birthday as they do, and then after that you put it away and it's gone again for a year, that type of thing does not benefit. As seerah... مَطْلُوبٌ دِرَاسَتُهَا دَائِمًا What is required from seerah is that you regularly study it. That you go through it section by section and you learn and you take benefits and you take lessons that you can then implement yourself. مَطْلُوبٌ دِرَاسَتُهَا دَائِمًا وَلَا نَقْصُدُ بِالدِّرَاسَةَ مُجَرَّدْ أَنَّنَا نَقْرَأْهَا مِنْ أَوَّلِهَا إِلَىٰ آخِرِهَا and studying seerah, it does not mean like we said, simply just reading through it. <coughs> studying seerah, it doesn't mean simply just reading through it. Reading through the beginning of it to the end of it. Reading through this story happened, that story happened, and the battle happened, and this happened, and the kuffar came. Just reading through the stories one after the next. That isn't the point of seerah. You can't just read through the stories and then say, we've done seerah. We read through the story of Badr. We read through the story of Uhud. We read through this story, that story. It isn't just about going through the stories one after the next. Rather, it is to go through them in a way of studying them. Slowly breaking them down, looking at what the Prophet did, how he did it, why he did it. 
in order to gain benefits and lessons from it. Not to just read it like it's a storybook and then this happened and then the Prophet went there and then the Kuffar did this and just read through it like it's a storybook. That isn't how seerah is to be done. And many people, that's all they do. <coughs> many people, seerah, that's all it is, just reading stories. Sitting down and going through the stories, this happened and that happened and that's it. No benefits, no lessons. And so the people, they go away not really benefiting. There's a really good book written by an imam, Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala. He wrote a book in Sirah, and it's called Zad al-Ma'ad fi Hadi Khair al-Ibad. Provisions of the hereafter in the guidance of the best of creation, or the best of the servants. And that book, the book of Ibn al-Qayyim, Zad al-Ma'ad, it is available also in English. There are some translations of it that have been done. I'm not sure of the validity of how good those translations are, Allahu Alam. But there are some translations of that book available in English. Provisions for the hereafter, Zad al-Ma'ad. And that is a very good book written by Al-Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala that talks about the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about the different aspects of his life and what he used to do and how he used to do it and lessons you can take from that. But then as Shaykh Al-Fawzan he mentions وَكَتَبَ بَعْضُ الْمُعَاصِرِينَ كِتَابَات There are People nowadays, modern day writers, who have written books in Sirah. There are modern day writers now who write books in Sirah. Minha ma huwa sahih. Some of them, they may be okay, they may be legitimate, and their facts have been researched and they are good, possibly. Wa minha ma huwa but there are amongst them those that are very bad, very poorly written, incorrect manners of writing, incorrect details, incorrect benefits. In some of these so-called books of Sirah, you even find their authors writing books of seerah about the life of the Prophet ﷺ, trying to prove their shirk practices from it. Trying to say that the Prophet ﷺ, he did X, Y, and Z, and that shows you can go to the graves. That the Prophet ﷺ, he said this, or he said that, or this happened, or that happened, trying to give some examples to prove that you can go to graves, that you uh, to make dua to the dead, that you can go and seek uh, intercession from the deceased. They try to use the seerah to prove these false types of positions that they have. And they try to encourage people to seek barakah from the athar. What has the athar? Relics. The relics of the Prophet ﷺ. And this is an important point. 
the relics of the Prophet ﷺ. What is relics even? So items from the Prophet ﷺ. People will come to you and they will say that they have the hair of the Prophet ﷺ. Or, as I've heard, they say they have the shawl, the blanket of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Or that they have some other items Of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And They believe that you can seek Barakah via these Items They bring these so called hairs And shawls These blankets and other things And people are wiping them and doing other things Seeking Barakah Believing these are from the Prophet Sallallahu those types of items, as the scholars have said, it is lies. When they bring you a hair, and they say, this is a hair of the Prophet ﷺ, it is a lie. When they bring you some blanket, and they say, that's the blanket that the Prophet ﷺ used to wear, then it is a lie. These types of things they do are lies and fabrications, there is no truth behind them. They come with a chest, uh, like a, a box, and in that box they have a hair, and everybody comes and crowds around, and they say that is the hair of the Prophet ﷺ. So everybody wants to wipe on that box, and they want to seek barakah from that box, believing that there is barakah in that. So this type of thing, in some of these modern day books of Sirah, that's what they try and say in there. They say, yes, there is a relic here, and there's a relic in that country, and this country. And they try to prove all of these relics, and in reality, they are not proven. And some of these modern day books, they seem to think that's what Sirah is. To get barakah from relics, and to try and find them here and there. And they think that's what Sirah is. Sira isn't that. Sira, as we've said, is that you learn lessons. لِأَنَّ كُلَّنْ يُنْفِقُ مِمَّا عِنْدَهُ أَلَّذِي عِنْدَهُ شَيْءٌ جَيِّدٌ يُنْفِقُ شَيْءٌ جَيِّدًا وَالَّذِي عِنْدَهُ شَيْءٌ رَدِيءٌ يُنْفِقُ رَدِيءًا Of course, everybody will do what they want to do. They'll write whatever they want to write. Some people may write something decent, and others write something very bad. But, the Shaykh says, Alhamdulillah, that we ask Allah to guide us and you. And that Allah guides these uh, so-called writers who are writing these types of books that are actually misguided. That Allah guides them back to the straight path, not to write these wayward and misguiding books in Sirah. وَأَنْ يَرُدَّهُمْ إِلَى الْحَقِّ And that Allah returns them back to the truth. وَنَحْنُ لَا نَنْ لَا That we do not we do not follow in their footsteps. We do not take seerah in the way that they have understood seerah. And we do not tread upon this path of whereby we take sirah just as stories or barakah and that's it. Rather it is something what we need to study like a subject of study. فَالْمَقْصُودْ مِنْ دِرَاسَةِ السِّيرَةِ 
huwa li'tibar wal'amal. So the point of studying seerah is to think, to ponder over it, and then to act upon it. وَلِقْتِدَاءَ بِالرَّسُولِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ And to follow in the footsteps of the Prophet صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ وَأَخْذِ الْأَحْكَامِ مِنْهَا And that we can also take rulings, learning rulings about the religion, when we hear what the Prophet ﷺ used to do, how he used to do it, what he used to tell the companions, what fatwas, uh, he used to give them when they used to come and ask about things. Then we learn about the religion and the rulings of the religion. هَذَا هُوَ الْمَطْلُوبِ This is the point of seerah. We want to learn about our religion and increase our obedience to Allah. لِأَنَّ حَيَاتَهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ كُلَّهَا Because all of the life of the Prophet ﷺ, it was goodness. وَكُلَّهَا عِلْمٌ and all of it was knowledge. وَكُلَّهَا عَمَلٌ صَالِحٌ And all of it was righteous actions. وَكُلَّهَا جِهَادٌ All of it was striving in the path of Allah. وَكُلَّهَا دَعْوَةٌ And all of it was giving the da'wah and calling to Allah. وَكُلَّهَا تَعْلِيمٌ And all of the life of the Prophet ﷺ, it was educating and teaching the people, the ummah. So there are great benefits to be taken from the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hayatuhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fa'idha bil khayr al-azim in jami' al-nawahi. The life of the Prophet sallallahu is filled with goodness from all angles. From all of the different aspects of his life, you will find that great goodness within it. Kulluha ibadah. All of his life was worship and obedience. فَعَلَيْنَا أَن نَعْتَنِيَ بِسِيرَتِهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ Therefore we need to give importance uh, to study the seerah of the Prophet صَلَّى And then he mentions when you study seerah you will understand the religion of the Prophets. When you study the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ, you will then understand how the Prophets and messengers were, how their lives were. By looking at the life of the Prophet ﷺ, it will give you an idea of what the Prophets and messengers were like as a whole. And it will give you a proper idea of what their da'wah was. By studying the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ, it will give you an understanding of what their da'wah was what the da'wah of the Prophet ﷺ was, and what the da'wah of the other Prophets and Messengers was. And that will help you to understand Tawheed. تَفْهَمُوا التَّوْحِيد لِتَتْبَعَهُ So you'll then be able to understand Tawheed properly, so that you can then follow that. وَتَفْهَمْ الشِّرْكِ مِنْ أَجْلِ أَنْ تَجْتَنِبَهُ You'll also understand shirk, so that you can make sure that you avoid that. Understand Tawheed so that you can follow it. And you'll understand Shirk from the life of the Prophet ﷺ in order that you can avoid that. فَلَا يَكْفِي أَنَّ الْإِنسَانِ يَعْرِفُ الْحَقَّ فَقَطِ So it's not enough for a Muslim to only know the truth. You must also know what opposes the truth. 
in order that you can follow the truth and you can abandon that which opposes the truth. فَأَنْتَ عِنَّمَا تَسِيرُ فِي طَرِيقٍ So when you are walking upon a pathway, وَأَنْتَ لَا تَعْرِفُ هَذَا الطَّرِيقٍ And maybe you don't know that road that you're walking upon. وَفِيهِ حُفَرٍ وَفِيهِ مَهَالِكٍ and there are maybe potholes in that road, and there are destructive things along that road. وَرُبَّمَا تَهْلِكُ وَأَنْتَ لَا تَدْرِي And so you, walking along that road, may end up dying. You may end up destroying yourself, falling into one of these holes, or falling into some destructive affair along that pathway. So, the example they give of this pathway is, if you were to study it first, and you realize where the potholes are and where the dangers are, when you go along that pathway, you'll then be able to distinguish where to walk, where to go, and which sections to avoid and where to stay away from. And that is what it is. In Arabic they say in the poetry, عَرَفْتُ الشَّرَّ لَا لكن لتوقيه من لا يع ومن لا يعرف الشر من الخير يقع فيه. That I learnt the evil not for the sake of the evil, but in order to protect myself from it. Because a person who doesn't know the evil from the good will end up falling into it. I learnt the evil not for the sake of the evil, but for the sake of protecting myself from falling into it. Because a person who doesn't know the evil from the good, will end up falling into the evil. And that is just like Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman used to say, كَانَ النَّاسِ يَسْأَلُونَ النَّبِيَّ صَلَّى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ عَنِ الْخَيْرِ That the people, they used to ask the Prophet ﷺ about the good things. وَكُنْتُ أَسْأَلُهُ عَنِ الشَّرِ مَخَافَةً أَنْ أَقَعَ فِيهِ But I used to ask him about the evil things, fearing that I would fall into them otherwise. The point of this is, when you study the seerah, you're going to come across learning what the goods are, what the good things are, and what the Prophet ﷺ commanded us with, but you're also going to learn about what the mushrikun used to do, and how they used to behave with the Prophet, and how they used to argue with him. So you'll end up learning all of those ways of evil and shirk, and that means you can then protect yourself from falling into those ways. Because if you don't know what shirk is, then you may end up falling into shirk without realizing it. If you don't know what the evil is, you may end up falling into it without knowing it. So seerah gives you that broad understanding of things. Gives you the broad understanding of what tawheed is and what shirk is. Because you'll see what the da'wah of the Prophet ﷺ was and what he warned against. You'll see what the Muslims were upon and why the mushrikun persecuted them. So that will give you a, an understanding of tawheed and an understanding of shirk. So that you can then avoid that shirk and you can be upon the tawheed. As Shaykh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah ta'ala said, أَكْثَرْ مَنْ يَدَّعِيَ الدِّينَ وَيَدَّعِي أَنَّهُ مِنَ الْمُوَحِّدِينَ لَا يَفْهَمَ السُنَّةَ كَمَا يَنْبَهِ That many people, most of the people, 
who claim that they are from the people of Tawheed, don't actually understand the Sunnah properly. They don't understand the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ properly and what his da'wah was. Many of the people calling or claiming to be upon Tawheed, that is their state. They don't know the reality of the da'wah of the Prophet ﷺ. They don't know the reality of how he lived and what he did. And that is a big deficiency in the knowledge of a Muslim. You remember in the three fundamental principles in the grave, the three questions that every individual is going to be asked. One of them is, Man Nabi Yuka? Who is your prophet? Who is your prophet? You are going to have to explain that as one of the questions. So here the purpose is to understand the life of the Prophet ﷺ because he is the final messenger, our messenger of Islam, the one who came with the revelation and taught us everything. And he is the means through which we learnt the religion. All of the religion came via the Prophet ﷺ to us. That revelation didn't come to us, it came to the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. And then he taught that and passed that on to the Ummah. So, that is some of the reasons why it is important to study and to learn the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ. After that, as we said, we're also going to study the seerah or the biography of some of the companions too. And in particular, it's going to be the ten companions who were given the glad tidings of paradise. Uh, and we'll also look at their biographies and how they used to be and how the Sahaba used to behave and act and how they were in their worship. Because you'll get great encouragement when studying how the companions used to worship Allah, how they used to be focused and how much time they used to spend in obedience so after we finish the biography of the Prophet ﷺ, we'll move on to take some lessons from the biographies of the companions, and in particular the ten who were given the glad tidings, Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali and the others, radiallahu anhum, to see how the companions used to live, how they used to go to the Prophet ﷺ, how they used to worship Allah, how much time they used to spend worshipping Allah, how they used to seek knowledge. And all of that gives us an encouragement to better ourselves also. So that is just a brief introduction we're going to do for today. Next week then, the books. Uh, inshallah, somebody needs to take responsibility to order the books. It's available in English, the book we're going to do. Abdul Ghani Al-Maqdisi, that book is available in English. So uh, some copies could be ordered. If anybody wants to do that, then you need to organize your names now today. We need to order them this week, so they're here by next week. So anybody who wants the English copies, maybe make a list here somewhere, somebody organize it. Naeem. Arabic copies, huh? Who is? Naeem upstairs at the door. The doorman. He's organizing the books. We can, we're going to get Arabic copies for those who understand Arabic. There's an Arabic version of it. So you can put your name on the list for the Arabic ones, or you can put your name on the list for the English ones. And this week, inshallah, will uh, somebody organize it, then Naeem, and we'll order all of those books. And from next week, inshallah ta'ala, we'll begin with those books. So, we'll have to round it off on that for tonight, just the introduction. And inshallah ta'ala, next week at 7.30, we'll begin with that book.